Welcome in to Locked On Knicks. Alex Wolf here, joined once again by two of my favorite draft guests, Corey Tulba and Albert Gim of No Ceilings, one of my favorite websites to get draft information from. They're both super knowledgeable. If you haven't checked it out already, we did one part where we talked about the draft in general this year, the craziness that's probably about to ensue, plus some first-round targets for the Knicks. In today's episode, we get into second-round and undrafted free agent targets, plus I have them grade my locked-on NBA mock draft. Spoiler alert, they gave me an A because I am awesome. So that's all coming up next on Locked on Knicks. You are Locked on Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And I think we see Willis coming out. There he comes right now. Starts without a five. Ewing for the win. Yes. Up, up left. Now fires it. He's good. And he's fouled. And he's Anthony for three. is brought to you by bird dogs go to birddogs.com slash locked on nba and they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order and i want to thank you guys for making locked on Knicks your first listen today and every day whether you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform or taking in the sights and sounds on youtube i appreciate you making us a part of your daily routine and if you haven't already make sure to hit the notification bell or the auto-download function uh, on YouTube or your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode and you can become an everydayer. I'm Alex Wolf. I'm editor-in-chief of Nick's site, The Strickland, which you can find at strict.land. And as I said, I'm joined by Albert Gim and Corey Tulliba, two of my favorite people in this space, in the draft space. Uh, and we already talked about some first-round targets and about the draft in general. So again, this is the second part of an episode. So if you want to go check that out earlier today, we had the first part. Uh, you can find that on our feed or, or in YouTube channel, whatever. But today we're talking about second round and undrafted free agent uh, targets, which is exciting because that's probably the most likely scenario for the Knicks right now, second rounders or undrafted free agents, because there's plenty of teams with extra second rounders and there will always be undrafted free agents you can go after. So uh, we're going to talk about that and then they're going to grade my locked on NBA mock draft. So I won't hold this up any further. Let's get right into it. While we're moving our way down the draft here, I think we're we've kind of covered the the late teens, the early twenties, mid twenties. Are there any guys? There's there's a lot of teams with a lot of second round picks available. Um, there's some teams with multiples in the first like ten picks of the second round. Um, I believe of the of the ones that I mentioned earlier, I think Charlotte has two in the top uh, like eleven picks of the second round, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Orlando has a high second round pick and they also have two first round picks. So they might not want to make, you know, three picks like that. Um, Indiana has, uh, I think pick 32 and pick 55, if I'm not mistaken. So there's a lot of teams with, with second round picks, presumably that could just be available for 3 million cash or whatever the, the maximum amount that you can spend, uh, in, an, in a season now is the Knicks, as far as I know, have not used cash in any deal this year. So they should have their full, Full uh, uh, wad of James Dolan's money to throw at somebody in the second round should they choose to. Uh, are there any second round guys that you guys are looking at that you think this guy might end up there, but 
he's going to be able to give you more than what a second round pick typically could. Um, Albert, what do you, what do you think on that? Um, I, I think there are going to be a lot of intriguing options. Um, there are a lot of second round guys that I'm just absolutely in love with. And I think would be great additions to not just the Knicks, but any team. Um, the first name that I wanted to mention was uh, Julian Phillips out of Tennessee. Um, a guy who has great size, great length, a guy who shot it really well in high school, um, shoot it from the mid-range and outside, uh, didn't shoot it so well in college, but the free throw numbers are still there. I think he was like right at 80% as a free throw shooter. But you talk about prototypical NBA wing size and length, uh, the way that he moves, you just look at him, you go, oh, like he just looks like an NBA player. Uh, and a guy who is going, who's just going to get better. Um, I, I think Julian Phillips is a really interesting name in the second half, uh, second round that I think a lot of teams will target, and he'll end up playing, uh, end up being a lot better than where he get, ends up getting taken. Um, so I think that's one intriguing option for the Knicks that they should definitely be looking at. Um, another name that I had in mind, um, a, a guy that I wrote about, but I think, um, you know, with his physique and the shooting ability, uh, Seth Lundy out of Penn State, uh, another interesting name. Guys built like a brick house. Um, I, I think defensively he has some things to clean up, but um, real shooter can really, really shoot it from outside. Um, the handle and stuff. I mean, once again, we're, we're talking about second round here. So these aren't perfect prospects or guys that have like all five tools or whatever. But I think Lundy with his NBA physique, his mentality in, in college, he did literally anything that the team asked him to do a real competitor, but it was a lights out outside shooter. Um, I, I think would be a guy that the Knicks would be very happy to take uh, in the second round. So those are two names that come to mind for me. For me. What about you, Corey? Who, who do you look at in the second round? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think sticking with Lundy, um, it seems like some of the guys the Knicks have brought in for workouts, they're focused on kind of like wingy shooters. Um, somebody that I don't, I haven't seen it reported that he worked out for the Knicks, but we just did a film session with him is Landers Nolly. Um, he came in a couple of days ago to work out for New York 6'7", 6'11", wingspan, shot 40% from three, kind of dribble pass shoot and uh defend not a great finisher around the rim but um you know legit floor spacer he's an interesting option in the later part of the second round or even as like an undrafted free agency type guy that i could see the knicks targeting and then uh, another guy that the knicks brought in that i think he's getting undervalued is uh again from that uconn national championship team is uh, adama sanogo who was really, really productive. And I, when I saw him live, I was actually like, he's one of those guys who like pop when you see him, you're like, Oh, he can like actually like move a little bit better than I thought. Like very strong. Um, he could pass, like he rebounds the ball. Uh, I think that he can move on the perimeter and, uh, you know, as a guy to who could potentially like give you some real value in as, as like a backup option to actually be a rotation player. Like, for at a position where the Knicks, I think, have depth, but to add him this year, he can come along slowly. You know, who knows, you know, going forward, maybe Hartenstein's a guy who moves on and, you know, he could come in, play that backup center role. Um, I like him as a potential option too. And he, he proved this year, maybe he could space the floor a little bit too, which gives them an element from that center position that I definitely think that, would be beneficial to a lot of the players on the Knicks roster. Yeah, I think so too. I, you know, I, I would love if the Knicks, I think a lot of us thought that Hartenstein could be that this past year, <laughs> you know, there was some limited sample size shooting from 
uh, the Clippers where he wasn't shooting a ton of attempts, but he was shooting like 35% on them. And you thought, oh, maybe. And then it just never kind of came to be this year. He took like three corner threes in the first like month. And then Tibbs was like, never leave the paint again. Um, and so if they could get someone who actually was able to do those sort of things, I think that would be very beneficial. And, you know, if that's a guy you could get in the second round, potentially that, that becomes that much greater of a value proposition, you know, get this guy potentially negotiate a, a two plus one deal or something like that, uh, or a two plus one plus one. There's like weird ways that these second round deals kind of work sometimes where uh, you can have a, a third year option uh, for a guy. And then if, if you pick up the fourth year option, the only thing is he becomes an uh, unrestricted free agent after that fourth year or whatever. But you know, again, we're about to go into a cap crunch time in the NBA where these teams are going to have to be learning how to navigate uh, the new salary structure that's being put in place. And the Knicks, if they pay everybody that's on the roster right now, or even like most of the guys that we expect them to pay, they're going to find themselves needing to kind of pinch pennies sooner than later. So definitely, you know, if you can reduce your cap hit on that center position a little bit, and maybe that means trading Hartenstein to a team that needs like a starting center, because I think he could realistically be a starting center somewhere. You know, maybe that's a way that you can sort of offset that a little bit or Mitchell Robinson for that matter. I mean, it's, it's not totally out of the question, uh, even though I really love Mitch and, and always have, but all right, I'll be right back in with Corey and Albert. And we're going to talk about some undrafted free agents that the Knicks could potentially go after. So uh, not the most glamorous thing in the world, but also, uh, very useful and they, they provided some really cool names that I've looked into since that, that really intrigued me. So I'm excited for you guys to hear those, but first I got to remind you all that today's show is brought to you by bird dogs and what are bird dogs? Well, they're shorts and pants and the number one selling point, And I can attest to this personally, they make you look good. Bird dogs have stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give you a truly sculpted look. And they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit better than regular shorts, too, and, uh, that are made of stiff, restricting cotton because bird dogs have cloud-knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches, so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement, and they use anti-stink and sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I can, I can attest to this personally. I've been wearing bird dogs ever since this sponsorship started, and I have honestly bought a couple other pairs because they're my shorts of the summer this year and probably the shorts of all the rest of my summers. They are so comfortable. They stretch like crazy. Uh, and they do look really good. I got the seven inch inseam, you know, a little, little bit shorter of a look, you know, not quite down to the knee, but I think it looks really nice and, uh, it's, it's really solid. So if you want to get some for yourself, go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA, and you can get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I can promise you that. All right. I'll, I'll move this to a little further down the board. And this, you know, maybe you guys just have one, one name that really is stuck out for you. Maybe you have a couple you want to touch on quick. But undrafted free agents, uh, I think, could potentially be a big thing for the Knicks this year. Now, granted, I don't think they've actually been quite as active in the undrafted free agent market in the Leon Rose era. Um that used to be a real staple of the uh, Steve Mills and Scott Perry regime, which was really going hard after these undrafted guys. You know, they got Alonzo Trier that way. They had uh, Ron Baker that way. They had, um, uh, trying to think, uh, Chase and Randall, uh, all these various guys that they, that they brought on 
as undrafted free agents. And, you know, that was a different era of the Knicks, though, where, you know, those guys could find playing time because the Knicks were terrible. Um, but now, obviously, you know, they, they need to be a little more picky with those undrafted guys. We haven't seen quite as many. We saw uh, Gene Montero come on last year as a, uh, a guy who played on their summer league team and I think got some time on the G League Knicks, um, you know, and was okay. I, I don't think it made as much of an impression as I thought he would, to be completely honest, but he's still quite young. So, you know, he's got some time. We'll see how that goes. But are there any undrafted names that that stand out to you guys this year or guys that obviously it's impossible to say, yes, this guy will go undrafted, but guys that you, uh, you know, are maybe in your outside of your top 45, top 50 that you think could potentially end up undrafted that you think would make potential good fits for the Knicks. Uh, Corey, I'll throw that to you first. Um, yeah. Another guy who I know the Knicks brought in for a workout, uh, Craig Porter jr. From Wichita state is a really weird interesting point guard prospect um he's 6'2 he's a good athlete but what makes him so weird is defensively his like steal and block percentage is like off the charts like he has a 2.7 steal percentage and a five block percentage and last year he had a 4.7 block percentage freshman year 3.1 block percentage like this dude is just like an unbelievable uh defensive event creator um, he's also like really crafty with the ball in his hands, r- running pick and roll. Uh, I think, you know, he's really got to improve the three point shooting. Um, I think he's a little tentative as far as like shooting them at volume, but, uh, I think he's got good form and, uh, you know, he does settle for kind of too many mid range shots, which will be out of his shot diet in the league, but he's just like a really weird, interesting player. Who's a, uh, a good passer. And um, yeah, he's like a guy that would definitely be like on my priority list uh, for like undrafted guys, even if, you know, undersized point guards aren't like the wave in the NBA anymore. He does so many interesting things defensively that like, I don't think that the reasons that teams don't like small guards necessarily apply uh, to him as much. So he, he's an, an interesting guy for the Knicks. Um, for me, uh, I'm going to talk about a guy who isn't on a lot of people's radars, which I, I understand he had like an Achilles injury um, that he was dealing with at USC, a guy that we did a film session with, good mm-hmm. NBA size, good passer, can really shoot the ball. It's just, you know, he's a little bit of a limited athlete. Um, but Drew Peterson out of UC, uh, USC, um, 6'8", 6'9", wing, can really shoot the ball, um, really savvy passer of the ball as well. I, I just feel like, you know, he may end up going undrafted. But if he does and the Knicks grab him, I think he could be a really interesting option just because he has NBA size. Um, he, I really like his passing stuff. He's a sm- very smart, cerebral player. Even when we interviewed him, he was so good on the mic. Um, you could just tell, like, he's a really intelligent guy. Um, but could really shoot the ball as well and um, was asked to do different things at USC and I thought he got better every season that he was there and I think could potentially be a really good floor spacer passer connective type of guy as we you know we've mentioned about different guys but if you grab him as an undrafted free agent I think would be a really intriguing option both intriguing options I just got to say I, when you just said he's really good on the mic, I just found that to be so funny. I was thinking, like, he's going to cut, like, a wrestling promo <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's good. Though. I mean, I do think you can glean a lot from guys when you talk to them, though, or hear them 
speak about basketball, just about what their approach is. Like if, if, if you put a, a basketball player in front of a mic and they don't have a ton to say about what their approach is and, and what they look to do and whatever, I know some guys are just soft spoken, but I find that a lot of times if, you know, if you put them in a comfortable situation in front of a mic and they still can't come up with a ton of, a ton of things that they want to talk about, about things to improve on and whatever. Like I, I think it's a, a green flag if guys if guys come in and they have a lot to say and seem like they have a lot that they yeah. want to talk about as far as what their approach is to the game and everything. So that's definitely valuable. All right, I'll be right back in with Albert and Corey. They're going to grade my Locked On NBA mock draft. Very excited for that because, uh, spoiler alert, they said I did really well. So I'm, I'm excited to <laughs> share that with the world and get praise uh, for how good I did in the Locked On NBA mock draft. But First, I got to remind you all that today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. And for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know your part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. I think we've reached the point of the show where I want to, uh, I want to run my locked on NBA mock draft past you guys real quick and see what you think. So I've gotten rave reviews so far. Uh, our, uh, our own Raphael Barlow on the, the locked on NBA mock draft show. It gave me a rave review uh, for the, the trades that I made to get the Knicks back into this draft. And so I want to hear your guys' opinion, mostly because I think I did really good too, and I want to gloat, and I want to hear someone else <laughs> tell me I did a good job. It's always well, good. I saw somebody on the locked on show go viral, the magic guy. That's Who, uh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> because I traded. <laughs> um, so all right. So here's my here's my first trade. We'll we'll just do individual grades and then maybe a final grade sure. at the end. First trade, the next trade, Isaiah Hartenstein, uh, Detroit's 2024 second round pick. This is, uh, he was insistent on that pick, which is fine. I I do hate to lose that pick because it's probably the equivalent of a late first next year uh and another future second i don't know if we ever settled on it because it's a mock draft and it's silly and there was no point in splitting that many hairs uh and then the knicks got back pick 11 which i took jordan hawkins bull bull and chuma okiki so uh albert i'll throw it to you first as the resident (laughs) knicks fan initial thoughts on the deal um hmm. um i love the jordan hawkins pick Mm -hmm. i have no problem with that Bowl, bowl. Um, no, I'm I'm interested to see uh, how Tibbs feels about that one, but um, don't hate it. Okiki, I like. I mean, Okiki could shoot. Um, I I love shooters, so adding more shooting helps. Um, let's give you a B plus. Is that fair? Sure. I, B hey. plus. Give me whatever you want. That's if I was in school, that would be great for me. I was I was uh, more of a B student, so B plus is pretty solid for okay. me. <laughs> Corey, thoughts on the deal? Isaiah Hart. A, a plus. A second, plus. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, a plus. Um, I mean, you got the 11th pick for Isaiah Hartenstein in this That's scenario. True. So that's true. <laughs> I, that is true. Uh, and uh, you know, I talked about why I think Jordan Hawkins would such be such an interesting fit in New York. Um, so I, I mean, I love it. Uh, I stood next to Bull Bull at a Long Island Nets game one time. And he was the most bizarre human being I've ever stood next to. So that that's fun. And uh, you got the 11th pick for Isaiah Hartenstein, who is a good player, but is not worth the 11th pick. So, I mean, it, <laughs> you got a, a you aced 100, 100. You know what? You're right, Corey. You're right. Let me revise. I, I actually totally forgot what you gave up. I was just thinking about what we were getting back. So that's, that's why I'm not a GM, right? Um, a sounds good. A sounds good. Just because I didn't realize we were losing Hartenstein for the 11th pick. So um, that's awesome, actually. And also, uh, like Corey, I've also met uh, Bobol. And when I met him, he was wearing the weirdest red leather jacket with like a spider bejeweled uh, design going on. And it was right before he was about to get drafted in LA. And I was like, Hey man, wish you the best of luck. And I just walked away. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can affirm everything that Corey said. He does look really weird in person. Yeah. yeah he intrigues me. I mean, I love Bobo, but mostly because I just think it, it's mostly due to the fact that he is so bizarre. Like even getting yeah. back to college, he's just his proportions. I mean, he's proportioned just like his dad. Like he's just so funky yeah. and, just like long legged and just arms and legs. Yeah. The Wembenyama like, stopper. Yeah, exactly. Pure <laughs> arms. Like, yeah. This is what we have to do. You know, to stop Wembenyama twice a year from San Antonio. And you specifically throw him on Wembenyama. This is all 40 tests for the finals. Five. Minutes um, that's what the full ball portion of it was. But yeah, I I'm like fully on board with Jordan Hawkins. Like I think yeah, he's yeah. my favorite player in this draft that the Knicks could oh, wow. realistically potentially get a shot at. Um, I think the the shooting, the movement shooting, like they just yeah. need, I mean, if, if the Miami series proved anything, it's that they need more guys that can just stand there, receive a pass, shoot it and make it. And like, it, it, because they have so many creators that can get a guy like that, the ball, which is why we even saw like Quentin Grimes has more to offer necessarily than just being a floor spacer. But they were like, Grimes, just go out there and literally just stand there, receive the pass, shoot the ball. Like, that's all we need you to do because we need someone to be respected out there at the three-point line to open things up for Brunson, for RJ, for Randall to get inside uh, and potentially finish. So that's why if, I was super enthusiastic about Hawkins. If, if I could say really quickly, I, I think the Hawkins pick is a really smart one just because I – I genuinely love Quentin Grimes, but Corey can attest to this. I've always been a little hot and cold when it comes to his shooting um, because I actually think Quentin Grimes is a little hot and cold as a shooter. And I don't mean that to say that I think he's a bad shooter. I, I just There's a little streakiness to him. There's a little there are little things with him mechanically that can come in and out. And we saw it in the playoffs too, which I know he was struggling with injury as well. But there were moments where he really just could not hit a shot. And I think adding another shooter... Uh, Maybe, uh, maybe a more reliable shooter um, to kind of complement the, the rest of the roster. I think is really important as well. And once again, like I, I, I get what Grimes offers us. The perimeter defense is awesome. Um, I, I like that. You know, as you mentioned, right? There's more to him than just shooting. But I think adding another shooter, maybe one that's a little bit more consistent with his with his shooting, would be really important for us as well. Yeah, I that's what I feel too. I'm I'm kind of with you with Grimes there. You know, like I think unfortunately 
both Grimes and Quickly both sort of fit that mold of maybe a little more streaky than you want. Like clearly dynamite shooters when they're on. And yet if they both go cold at the same time, which they did in the playoffs, like neither of them had particularly great shooting playoffs. All of a sudden you're like, oh crap, (laughs) well that was the spacing we needed. And now these guys aren't hitting their shots and it makes life a little more difficult. So I would hope that a Hawkins would be able to fix that sort of thing. Uh, but let's move to the second trade. I did manage to get the Knicks in twice into the first round. Uh, the wow. second one um, was, I would say, also pretty well-received as well when it was announced on the show. Uh, so I traded the Knicks 2024 pick, uh, top 10 protected, top 10. So top 10 protected 2024, top 10 protected 2025, top 8 protected in 2026, and then would become two seconds Hopefully that would not happen. That would mean the Knicks stink again. Um, so, you know, most likely next year's pick, you know, around like pick 20 or something like that. Uh, for pick 20 this year uh, from the Rockets, and I took Bryce Sensabaugh with that pick. So what do we think about that? Corey, I'll let you, I'll let you respond to this one first. So I think I might be higher on Bryce Sensabaugh than any human being imaginable other than uh, his lovely mother who is a s- subscriber to our the No Ceilings website. Um, <laughs> I I think that he is the most underrated player in this draft and it's not even close. I mean, he, as a freshman, he shot 48, 40, 83 uh, with 11 threes per 100 possessions and has some of the most advanced, skilled mid-range footwork of like any prospect this side of like DeMar DeRozan. Uh, he's six six with a long wingspan, strong as all hell. He looks like a football player. Definitely needs to lose some weight, and there are certainly like knee concerns. Um, I just can't imagine that he's not like returning top ten value down the line as long as his knees hold up. Uh, he's just too good at basketball. Um, we had uh, a, a player who uh, I won't name tell us that, you know, he's the best scorer that he ever played with. And uh, you don't understand how athletic he is. Like, you don't understand that, like, he could easily go, like, dunk between his legs. And um, I, I think that he's a better passer than he gets credit for. I think he's he made some, like, really high-level reads that guys who don't have, like, at least a modicum of passing feel are able to make. Like, uh, I feel like people talk about him as a passer. Like, they talk about, like, Cam Whitmore, um, who's, like, and Gigi Jackson, who are, like, two of the worst passers maybe in the history of the draft. So uh, he he showed some really nice ability to hit the weak side. Definitely defensive awareness concerns. But, like, he's big, he's strong, he can handle himself on an island, and he just needs to learn how to play, like, on a string with with teammates and I think he'll do that but he looks like he's in great shape right now I know that in this pre-draft process he didn't get a chance to work out for a lot of teams because he just got cleared uh fairly recently but I have him at five on my personal board so you know like I am a very big believer in his ability to score the ball I think he averaged 40 points per 100 possessions which is like him and Zion Williamson uh who were able to do that as freshmen. So uh, the dude is really freaking good <laughs> is, is how I'll phrase it. Yeah. I don't have much more to offer um, because Corey just 
did a great job of outlining what you know Bryce Sensabaugh's game is. I'll just give you an A for it. Um, you clearly fig- figured out the shooting uh, hole with the Knicks with these two guys. I mean, the the shooting that you just added to the roster um, with Hawkins and Sensabaugh is fantastic. And Sensabaugh's a guy that can easily play off ball as well with his catch and shoot numbers and with his yeah, he's got it all. So um, I love that pick. And the combination of the two is fantastic. So great job. Let's go. All right. See, this is all I needed. I just needed some more external validation, you know, to <laughs> say that I did a good job. I'm a, I think I'm the most annoying wheeler and dealer in the, the locked on NBA space. As far as whenever we do these drafts, I'm like, I'm that dude that takes the fantasy draft way too seriously too. And, <laughs> and goes, you know, like super hard on everything. So I, I very much, uh, uh, went into this thing saying, oh, you, you guys think the Knicks aren't going to be in this thing. You just wait. Give me like five <laughs> minutes. I'll get the Knicks back in this draft. DM'd everybody. <laughs> Found my way back in. And then got an A. So that's awesome. So thank you guys for for giving me the external validation I craved. Uh, but I'll give you guys a little external validation right now. The no ceilings coverage has been fantastic, as always, this year on this draft cycle. So thank you guys for coming on the show. Uh, I'll, I'll quickly plug before I give you guys a chance to plug. Uh, be sure to check out No Ceilings. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them on their Substack. You can find them uh, in your podcast feed all over the place. Uh, you can check out the No Ceilings Draft Guide, which was insanely uh, informative and fun to look at. Uh, so definitely check that out. They have that available uh, on the No Ceilings shop. Uh, is there is what so I'll throw to Albert to you first if you want to promote you know your own Twitter and stuff and and podcasts and the site and everything else but anything in particular you want to plug feel free yeah you can find me um, on Twitter at Alberto Gim is where you find me on Instagram I'm at GTG NBA um, yeah all that no ceiling stuff plug in guys it's all free other than the draft guide um, but yeah once again appreciate you having having me on yeah and Corey uh, your turn as well. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at Corey Tulliba on Twitter, NBA Draft Dude on most other socials. Um, subscribe to the No Ceilings podcast feed, YouTube channel. Um, yep, the draft guide's ten dollars. It's eighteen thousand plus words, hundred and twenty pages. Um, we have analytics, breakdowns, background. Uh, scattering report prospect chemistry player comparison type stuff um so if you want to crunch you know the the draft over the next week it's a a really valuable resource and you know i think that's the the main thing we have merch too that's that's fun we got some we we take our merch very seriously uh so we also have merch available but uh yeah the main thing draft guide and then subscribe to no nba.com i wrote about brandon miller uh today so my last written piece uh, excited about that well definitely check that out and I'll, I'll make one last uh one last plug for independent coverage if you love independent coverage and you want to support them and you have ten dollars sitting in your pocket give it to someone that you like that's making content that you like it's always it's always good to support independent coverage because uh you know some of us just uh decide at a certain point that you have to strike off on your own such as the strickland such as uh no ceilings nba so definitely check out uh, that draft guide and, and it, like I said, if you got ten bucks hanging around, get it. It's well worth the the ten bucks for the the insight and everything in there. So definitely check that out. But thank you all for listening. Uh, we will have more coverage potentially if the Knicks manage to get back into this draft, uh, which would be awesome. Maybe Gavin and I will also just get on and just talk about the draft in general 
uh, even if the Knicks aren't in it, just because it's something to talk about this week. And uh, we'll be, uh, you know, we can be sad together on a podcast and talk about how the Knicks didn't make a pick. But uh, thanks again, guys, for coming on. Thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Peace out, everybody.